I like Brit sex comedies. You know this, 1970s Brit sex comedies. You know, I've, I've podcasted about the, some of the Confessions movies. I've podcasted about um, Not Now Darling, which is a nice fast one, you know, and the Seven Deadly Sins, and even the Ad- Adventures movies. You know, Adventures of a Taxi Driver and a Plumber's Maid and a Private Eye. Some of them aren't good, but they were seen. I grew up in the 70s, you know, and was aware of them. And there were a load of movies about in the 70s. There were a load of Brit comedies about in the 70s, popping up all over the place. And this, unfortunately, is one of them. It's from 1976. It's called Under the Doctor, because you can be under the doctor's guidance, and you can also be under the doctor while he's having sexual intercourse with you, you see. <laughs> Double meaning. And um, what this is, I suppose, is it's like a sort of... I mean, if I wanted to get... If I wanted to sort of quite enjoy it and get a bit literary, I could call it a sort of la ronde of, of, um, of sexual um, infidelities. But actually, it's not like that at all. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a sitcom um, with boobs and, and, and three episodes stuck together. The, the basic plot is that there's a Harley Street psychiatrist who wears a three-piece suit and, you know, has that kind of um, burnished wooden um, office and all that kind of stuff. He's played by Barry Evans. Yes, fresh-faced Barry Evans from Round the Mulberry Bush, from Mind Your Language later on when he was still fresh-faced from Adventures of a Taxi Driver. We're asked to believe that this gentleman is a well-known Harley Street psychiatrist. He looks to be about 19 years old, because that's the appeal of Barry Evans. He's fresh-faced. But he shouldn't be seen smoking cigars, and he shouldn't be seen in this role at all. That's the main issue, and he's got three separate female patients who come to see him to talk about their sexual fantasies. One of them is seen in the credits, walking around with a see-through shirt on. Yeah... And she's, well, it's a bit weird, actually. She's talking, um, it sounds to me, about um, about sort of infidelities and sexual activities with family members. Now, I might have fallen asleep or I might have been touching too loudly to myself and therefore missed something, but I don't think so. I think that's what it was. She's played by Penny Spencer, who's been in Please Sir and UFO, she's just a sort of, sort of jobbing actor really, and you can tell why, because she's not grabbed hold of this at all, it's all very sort of floaty and, I mean not as much as the next one, um, who is um, Hilary Pritchard playing Lady Victoria Stockbridge, who's terribly posh but isn't really posh at all, and then the third one is Liz Fraser, who's not even given a surname, it's just Sandra because she's working class, you see, or upper upper working class, or lower middle. So she's not allowed a name, because it is all about class, this. It's not about sex, it's about class, and having sex out of your class. That's right. So the first one, um, Penny Spencer, Marion Parson, she gets a full name, is sort of classless, because she's young and conventionally beautiful, and therefore doesn't need a class. Now, the, what we have here is them talking and us seeing the 
um, the incidents that happen. Sadly, for each of those incidents, it's Barry Evans who's playing the main part. So she recounts a situation where she goes to get a job interview and it turns out that the boss is really randy and so is she and they want to have sexual intercourse there and then in the office. This is very 70s, you see. No one's really getting any, but everybody really wants it. It's a kind of repression. So, you know, all of that. This pushes the boat a little bit. So there are references to sexual activities. But he's okay in this, Barry Evans, because he can do that kind of hassled your wife's on the phone, you know, and, and I've got a meeting in a minute, but I can't resist having a bit with this woman who I've hired simply because I want to have sex with her. You know, this was 76 and those kind of feelings and sometimes those kind of activities and job interviews did take place. I'm sure they still do now, but I think it was more egregious then. So it's not funny, but you don't think, oh God. You do think, oh God, with Lady Victoria Stockbridge, because she's got a lover who is promised to her, not really a lover, someone who's promised to her. It's all sort of um, set in Edwardian times, or, or Georgian, or Victorian, doesn't really matter. I mean, they're powdered wigs, so it could be Elizabethan. It's never really mentioned, it doesn't really matter. So there are those kind of, you're promised to me and you mustn't kiss another, and her, the person she's promised to is Jonathan Cecil as Rodney Harrington Harrington. Yeah, Jonathan Cecil did that. He had that kind of lisp and he did lots and lots of, um, of fops, really. He did loads of work in the 70s. He's in Lust for a Vampire. He's in The Rise and Rise of Michael Rimmer. He's in The, Centrinian, the Great Centrinian's Train Robbery. Barry Lyndon. You know, I don't like him as an actor, to be honest. I think he's really limited, but you know what you're going to get. So his wooing of, of Lady Victoria is, um, is interrupted by the arrival of somebody else, Barry Evans, yeah, inevitably, who's a highwayman. He's not dashing in any way. He's not the dandy highwayman that you're too scared to mention. He's Barry Evans, that nice bloke from Mind Your Language, that fresh-faced bloke who you'd never think would be a highwayman in a million years. So they have a bit of a chat. It's not funny at all. Then we go back to the office and then we're back again and you've got Barry Evans and him, but he's got a different character name now. Now he's called Lord Woodbridge. Oh no, there's another scene. That's right. I'm getting confused. Let me do this scene first. We go to another scene of them fighting a duel. And actually, this is the only funny thing in the whole film. They, she said, you've got to have a duel. And because you've declared yourself first, Barry, you know, Barry, uh, you can have the first shot. So Jonathan Cecil says, oh, well, I'm not sure about that. Don't you think we should just draw lots? Barry fires, misses. And then Jonathan Cecil says, oh, no, and my shot now. Barry says, well, um, don't you think we should just draw lots? Uh, and the one with the longest wins. And she says, that's what I'm trying to do. Ha, ha, ha. He's supposed to be a highwayman, yet he can't hit anything. And the gag is, they're shooting people, and you've shot the cock. Pick up a stuffed bird. All of that nonsense. The payoff is, shoots Jonathan Cecil. He, he collapses onto the, uh, onto the hay, ostensibly dead. It's a lucky shot, finally gets him. And then they get, get behind some kind of scenery, and they're going to have it off because that's a 1970s phrase, isn't it? Have it off. 
and um, she finds that he's missing a, a certain piece of equipment because so yes I, I did tell you I was wounded haha so she goes back to the to the Lord 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 Woodbridge or whatever his name is Lord Woodbridge yeah I can't I think he's called that in this one anyway he suddenly comes back to life but he was dead this is what you're dealing with there's another story it doesn't it doesn't really their playing doesn't demand oh you're so good let's give you two stories now we're in modern day and he's trying to woo her Jonathan Cecil and they're on a long table and they can't hear each other and the butler is Peter Cleal the young yobbo type and that's generally what he played from Please Sir and Confessions of a Pop Performer he was a lead singer of Kipper 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 just like Jack the Ripper didn't catch on can't think why he's the butler but she's after him for, uh, for, for a bit and um, he then reveals that he's not really the butler he just pretended to be and he's really just some ordinary bloke we'd never have guessed it Peter and what you get is him desperately trying to have um, have it off I'll use that phrase again with her and her saying oh but the bottle must be chilled oh go and get some glasses oh get some ice all of that and then eventually he's lost interest that's the gag that's the gag and finally we get just one name Sandra who is pretending apparently that she has um, a husband and children and you would think this would be a serious discussion she's got a whole fantasy world where she's got children and and a, and a loving husband and yet when then she comes into the office all we're talking about is lingerie and she's onto the story which is her husband just jumps on her but he doesn't know does he because you've made it all up so it's weird to watch it because this is just her fantasizing about a fantasy that husband that she met at some kind of scientific research facility now Liz Fraser I dearly really like as an actor did loads of really good work on the early carry-on films and some other really good early um, British comedies um, but by this time she's doing more kind of I'll get dressed up in, in a corset and that sort of thing. She's in one of the Adventures films as well with Barry Evans. Yeah, hello Barry, nice to see you again. Looking fresh-faced, I see. So you've got a lot of that going on. Um, so she's sort of a... In a way that Diana Dawes became a bit more of a kind of blousy sort of um, comedy figure. And it's a bit of a shame, really. So because she's like that and we've already seen her speaking like that it's very difficult to agree that she might have been a research chemist or biologist yeah so they get together because he just basically grabs her and she doesn't say hang on a minute let's just talk about this because this is the 1970s and you unfortunately could do that then absolutely I remember it you could do that then, and that's not good. So I was only a kid in the 70s, so you know. But um, the whole idea is that he just grabs her and has his wicked way with her and has for his whole their whole married life. And so she wants to kind of excite and entice him. So she tries. And he's not interested. And all he wants to do is to grab her. And then she thinks that's all right. There's a real discussion to be had here about power games and all of that and the nastiness of that. 
But this isn't the film to do that, is it? It raises those issues and then says, here, here's a picture of someone wearing a corset. <sighs> Eventually, the payoff is that he is so, um, so immersed in all of these um, naughty sexual stories that he starts seeing people after him sexually all over the place, gets into his Jaguar car because he's a psychiatrist, you know, time served, even though fresh-faced, and uh, runs away. It's awful. It's terrible. It's written by Ron Barham. I don't know. It's directed by Jerry Paulson. Uh, It's... Oh, yeah. It's just not good. Shot at Isleworth. There's not much more detail on it, and it really doesn't deserve it. You haven't even got anyone like Terry Thomas coming in, or Leslie Phillips, to liven it up and add some gravitas. That's what it needs, a bit of gravitas. And a complete rewrite, and a complete recast. Apart from that, it's great. Ta-ta.